And if you don't have that mental strength for it, you're not going to learn anything. But when you start to see like, okay, I can do this. Like what's interesting to me, I can look back at my own life and see how much my confidence in myself that transcended to my personal life, my relationships, my work, everything else, how much of that started really kind of snowballing when I started to take my fitness more seriously, get in shape, feel good about yourself. But it's not just this physical thing. It's the mental side. Like it's such a big part of, of, of all of it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Legends Boxing Podcast. I have another guest in studio with me today. This is one of my very, very good personal friends, and so I am in, in debt to him for being here. I know he's an incredibly busy and very important man with his own business. Um, <laughs> I'll take the so. busy part, but the important part. Trust me, there's a lot of people in this world that that find you a very important person. I'm one of them. Um, This is Nico, Nico Pesci, guys. Say hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you. So how old are you? Uh, 39. Wow, almost 40. Almost 40. Yeah, I've got, what is it, uh, nine months to make sure I enter my 40s in tip-top shape. Yeah, March, right? March, yes, sir. Aren't our birthdays close? Like, think a day apart. 25th? I'm the 23rd. 23rd. Okay. 26th. Okay. So I know so it's close. Three but. days. Yeah. We're pretty close. That's how well we know each other, guys. We were close. Remember, remember each other's was. birthdays. How many other guy birthdays <laughs> do you remember, remember besides you your dad? We know the same general month. Let's <laughs> yeah. just be honest there. Okay. General month time. All right. But that's um, what else? Uh, Mary got three little kids. Uh, by the end of the summer, they'll be four, 10, and 13. Wow. So best of luck on the 13. Going to figure that one out. It's my daughter. So anyone has advice on 13-year-old girls, please let me know how to manage that because that scares me. Your baby is four already? She will be four in, what's today, the 23rd? About a month. July 26th, she'll be four. That's it's nuts, right? crazy how fast time goes that by, was really man. quick. That is so crazy. Yeah. Oi. You know, I'd say, just on camera so everybody can hear this, this is one of the reasons that makes Nico and I such good friends is that we technically... Where we played golf last week, yep. last Friday, but that was the first time we've seen each other in probably a year. Yeah, at least. Yeah, and it was like picking up like we had hung out the next day. Yep. So, guys, if you're looking for a definition of a real friend, that's it right there. You haven't talked to somebody in a year, but you pick, pick up, up you like left you, you left off. Yep, yeah, 100%. So, um, how long have you been married? 15 years. That's a long time. Yeah, we celebrated 15 years in October. That's really awesome. That's crazy. Congratulations. I look back and I'm like, okay, who let these little babies get married? Like, it's like if my daughter came to me at 20 years old, my wife was almost 21. And so if my daughter came to me at 20 and was like, hey, dad, I'm going to get married. I'm like, the, you think you are? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, hell no. But yeah, 15 years. So 15 and a half years. She's been, uh, I started my own business. Uh, it will be 14 years ago, November. Okay. And so I chose to start that. And then about two months after I chose to do that, we found out we were pregnant with our first. So she was supportive of me being broke and determined. And so that's been a a big thing. But yeah, that's my little family unit. My life revolves around work and family, it seems like. You know that. No, it totally does. No, absolutely does. Um, And that's one of the things I've always admired about you is your your priorities, kind of what you put first in family is definitely always at the top of that list, 100%. Um, Tell me about your business. What did you start 14 years ago? Uh, I own a financial planning and wealth management financial consulting firm. Uh, Got into that. I worked in banking for a little while. 
and enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. But um, in 08, my dad was 72. And in 2008, there was that huge financial crisis, right? Mm-hmm. So he yeah. lost about half of his retirement while being retired. Oh, and then two years before that, my mom lost a metric amount of money in what turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. Oh. So our, our firm is kind of unique. We're, we're, we don't take on everyone. We don't work with anyone under basically 50, 55, because it's just not what we're designed for. But started to try and help that generation, 50, 60, 70, kind of approach things differently after seeing what my parents went through, because it was a nightmare. So kind of a unique little niche. We've carved it out. Um, we're slowing down now, and I do a lot of work now just consulting in the industry, coach and train other financial advisors and all that fun stuff. And it's just been it's nuts. Yeah, 14 years November. What's the name of the business? Just Pesci Financial. Keep it simple. Honor my grandfather my grandparents. There you go. Everyone in Utah says older. Pesky Financial. It's P-E-S-C-I, <laughs> but it is Pesci. Um, I debated changing the name or doing a different name when we first started, but there's a lot of pride in my family name and the history of our family, and so... We throw that up there, and it's fun. To, my dad still to this day, like every shirt he wears is a Pesci shirt. So he's stoked to see, you know, there's like Pesci shirts, and there's Pesci mugs, and there's Pesci pads and pens, and so. And he's I super proud of his he's boy. Super pumped. He loves it. He just walks around. He told me one time he was flying to New York. He's like, he's like, son, I helped you out. I took one of your notebooks and I left it on the plane. Free advertising. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Where are you advertising to? Like some random oh. person on the flight that like finds a notebook. Like so that's my father. He was very happy. He was very proud of himself. Yeah, he's so. generating leads for he's you. He's so excited. Yeah. Zero leads. returns on that investment. <laughs> Zero. But he's been very excited about it. So oh, yeah, that's great. Been crazy. That's so, awesome. Trying to slow down now. That's the big focus. But so slow down. You're choosing to slow down. Hundred percent. Okay. Choosing. Why? Um, two years ago. This would have been July twenty one. One of my best friends passed away. It was a guy I went to college with, roommate. I was in his wedding. He was in my wedding. Introduced him to his wife. Um, and he had an enlarged heart that no one knew about. Mm. And just one day, stopped. And he was a massive entrepreneur. Someone who, like, he and I kind of always went back and forth. Like, what are you doing here? And what are you doing here? And if your business hits a milestone, like, the first person you'd call was each other. You get a new car. You drive right to their house. And, uh, you know, seeing that that quick, right? Everything can change. We're not guaranteed a day. And so I think it's the happy but never satisfied personality type, right? The entrepreneur, the driven personality type, you always want to go to the next thing and I'll slow down later. What if later doesn't happen? So that was this big shift mentally for me and just trying to realize that work is great. I love it. I'm very grateful for what we've been able to build, but kids are young once. Your health may not last. So Have you ever heard of Memento Mori? There's a little coin. So Memento Mori is a a phrase. um, I want to say Marcus Aurelius. So if I mess this up and it wasn't Marcus Aurelius, someone should fact check this. I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) But but basically, there's a little coin that I used to carry around after Mike passed. And the the phrase, I'm going to butcher it, but basically says, you could leave this life today. Let that guide your every action and thought. And so it's just this concept that we shouldn't take a moment for granted. We shouldn't take our health for granted. We shouldn't take anything we have because what if it changes? So that was a big shift. And so, yeah, so it is a conscious decision to slow down. We'll see long term if it causes any issues. But that's been my big focus. You, you can't get time back, right? You can't buy more time. So that's slowing it down. Uh, well, I mean, 
that was pretty well said right there. Um, I think that's going to touch home to a lot of people listening to that. Um, and it couldn't be more factual, like just the whole, you know, premise of what you're talking about is, is you just absolutely have no idea. Um, and so, you know, those, those are the things that like, I I agree with you hundred percent years and years and years ago, I put it into my head that, you know, because you don't know, I'm going to value it more. I'm going to value my life, others' lives, those people around me's lives, because you just really don't know. Um, and so good on you for that. It's that and consciousness, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's it's really it easy. I mean, I think everyone does it. You, you get in your day-to-day life. You're so busy in whatever you're doing that it's hard to stay conscious to all those little things that are going on around you. But all those little things, if you think about it, like life in general is just one big conglomerate of little things. Mm-hmm. So if you're not consciously paying attention to those little things, they're easy to get lost in kind of like the wayside. And what happens, before I've seen it in like my own personal life, but I've seen it with other entrepreneurs I know, people in my industry that I've talked to, that I've become friends with, you're so heavy in this pursuit that when the time comes to slow down, like when you actually genuinely can, maybe the company can afford to slow down or it might be, you don't because you don't know how to. Because yeah. for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, right, it's just chasing. Um, and it's, it's something you have to be aware of. So your know, consciousness, I would say, is the biggest thing to pay attention to. And that's been the, the shift for the company. It's been the shift for the family. Like summers, the office is closed on Friday so the employees can also have time with their family and try to make sure that, you know, hey, I'm not in the office before 930 so I can take my kids to school, have breakfast with them. I'm home by, you know, six at the latest because you never know. Well, I think that those those even those little moments like that, that to to you or someone else listening to this, they might be small moments. But to those that you're doing them for or deal. with, it's huge. Oh, yeah. And the everlasting impression that it's going to make on your kids by putting forth that extra effort. It may not be something conscious in them right now, but when they're 21, have kids of their own and go, yeah, you know, my dad used to do that for me every day. Yep. That's that's awesome. Like that's the connection. So when no, you've talked to so me, when we've played golf, yeah. you've talked all the time like your biggest hero is your dad. Yeah. Right? And and obviously you recognize things when you get older that they did like you said, but a lot of the time you don't really appreciate it until you're in that position for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, you know, we've had tons of conversations in the golf course about your dad and the impact he's had on you that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's all these little things that if you look back, you can pinpoint like this one moment or this one moment. And then that gives you the catalyst to say, okay, well for my own family, my life, it just follows. So yeah, spot on. I've heard the same thing from you. hundred percent. Congratulations, man. Proud of you. It's been, (laughs) it's been a long, like, I mean, honestly, okay. So let's talk a little bit about like how we met legends boxing. Like I know you had started, combat sport prior to coming to legends talk a little bit about that so in 2010 i want to say it was my older brother was looking at uh krav maga gym so krav maga is like an israeli fighting system it's not a it's not a sport like Mm -hmm. there's no you know rounds there's no rules like it is an actual they teach their military correct it is a pure fighting system so my brother who uh, is just he's the older brother influence so he's like hey we're gonna go try out this gym i'm like oh we are Okay, <laughs> so we go, and um, it was it was tough. I mean, it was tough, and it's it's like all gyms, right? They give you a feel that first free session, kind of feel how things go, and at the end of it, you know, c- combat and fighting is not like my. I'm a calm, quiet person, 
And so at the end of it, the, the head instructor owner, he came up to me, he's like, what do you guys think? My brother's like, oh, we're both going to sign up. I was like, oh, we are. And uh, I fell in love with it. So I, I did that for probably four years. Um, got certified as an instructor and did Muay Thai and tried jujitsu. Contrary to my size, I am not flexible. I know you probably think I am. So jujitsu is very humbling, very quick for someone who's a big guy. He's like, I'm strong. And then someone who's like 140, like twist you up like a pretzel and you realize that you're you're not so for people who are listening give them some reference of your size uh, i'm 6'3 215 i feel like i'm a pretty strong guy when i first met you you were 6'3 what two i bet i was like 240 240 245 yeah. yeah yeah so we met in 2017 so I, I i got into combat sports i did that for a long time really enjoyed it i actually hurt my back doing crossfit so mm. yeah i'm sure Shocker. you've never heard that story before Shocker. for all of you who've never heard People get injured doing CrossFit. Um, and if so, you're not getting injured, you're not CrossFitting so it right. And honestly, I mean, I won't go off on it, but that was my own fault, like my own ego of like, I can do this. And hearing something pop, you're like, I can work through this. You can't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you can't. Um, Stop. So I, I, I took a break from all that stuff for probably two, three years. And I didn't want to go back into it. Like I, I didn't want to. Muay Thai was fun, but it's they, they call it like isn't it like the art of eight limbs or something like that because you have so much to defend against mm-hmm. i didn't want to do anything on the ground because i'm not good at jujitsu and i didn't want to, have to deal with blocking knees and kicks and elbows and punches and i was like maybe i should just box and i don't even remember how i heard about legends i think i just typed in like google like utah county boxing and uh uh that would have been like 2017 i think yeah wasn't it mm-hmm. and so did that religiously for a long time and um i just I've always loved it. So I don't want to fight. I've literally never done a fight. I know you tried to get me to do a couple of the executive fights. I've never done them. But now we're on camera and I'm still going to encourage it. I'm still going to say no. (laughs) May. It's coming around. Next year? Yeah. I might actually be down. I I might actually be able to get to a a light enough division that I don't have to fight like the super heavyweight. We just because find at two, somebody at, two, at 215, I don't want to fight the guy who's 275. No, you fight 215. He says or you th- fight a guy that, like 205. He says that. And now you got the 10 pound advantage. So for me, like the, the fight part of it, because um, like, we, so after I come to, came to Legends, you know, I did all the classes and got into that. It felt great to kind of just push yourself, right? Because there's in shape and then there's fighting shape mm-hmm. and they're very different. And then we started doing one-on-ones, just more sparring and stuff like that. And it's just for me, like the part about boxing that I've always really enjoyed is that's the mental challenge against yourself. Like when you're in the ring and you're sparring, I can think back to times like when you and I have sparred or before when I was doing like instructor exams with Krav, where like it's two against one. Like, I mean, we had some gnarly fights, but it's, you're not necessarily fighting the other person, right? You are, you're in the ring with them, you're defending, you're blocking, you're attacking, but like, there's this mental space in your own brain of like, can I stay in this when I'm tired? When you, when you fight someone, spoiler alert, Andrew's a better boxer than me. Um, shocker. I know that more experience. (laughs) I have, I have the reach advantage and the size. I still lose. Um, but when you, when you are, are sparring with someone who's better than you, right? Maybe stronger, more fit, better. And you know it, you can't just stop. Right. right. So it is this mental thing. So for me, like fitness has always been this mental escape, right? With my typical life when we play golf, we were joking just the other day about how we both need to leave our phones in our cars when we play golf mm-hmm. because my phone's always with me. It's mm-hmm. always going off. And so working out boxing, it's not right. 
And so the biggest thing for me was the mental side of it. It's just a, it's a good stress relief. And it also proves to yourself, like I can do tough things. You know, mm-hmm. I can be in a fight where I'm losing and I can stay in it and give it my all, even though I'm tired and I'm hurt and I'm outgunned, you know? So I, I loved it. That's the, I, I don't think people appreciate enough how much mental strength fitness in general gives them, but boxing just, it's a whole different level. I love how you worded that. Cause like I, I, I say that so often to so many people that, you know, it, it's, Boxing intrigued me because working out never has. And so some transparency for everybody who's listening or knows me, I have never enjoyed working out. It's never been something, even as a child, I did it out of purpose. There had to be purpose behind it, not because I needed to lose weight or to get stronger or to build more muscle. It was I was doing it for something. And so boxing, even if I wasn't competing, I was doing it for the mental side of wow, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it didn't come just that natural, right? It just didn't come easy. Like maybe playing basketball did for me or skateboarding or certain other things I did growing up. Or golf. Nope. No. Lay down some cardboard, Andrew. I was heading that way, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, break dancing actually came pretty easy for From me. One so of the that's why I didn't use you it. break dance? Like, no, okay. <laughs> I could have break myself, but maybe we can show a video of old things because, awesome. you know, yeah, I, I, I do have a video of me break dancing in the boxing ring like five years ago that's when awesome. my body was still somewhat limber enough that's to awesome. do that. But yes, yeah, so like, you know, but boxing was the the most physically and mentally challenging thing that I've ever had to yeah. do. The the only thing that's more mentally challenging than boxing is golf as far as a sport that I do, like, or any activity that I do. Um, golf is more mentally challenging than boxing is to me, but it, boxing is far more physically challenging. So it's, it's put me to the highest level of testing yeah. that I could ever do. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's different for, for everybody. I know it is, but, but that's what kept me boxing so long is because not only am I getting the results physically that I'm looking for, as far as losing weight, toning up, getting more muscle, I'm getting the results that, that I'm getting just by learning every day, right? I'm coming in, I'm learning something, I'm improving my skill. Um, one of my guests on our podcast said it perfectly. You're improving 1% every time you come in. Even if it's just the one punch, right? You're throwing a two and you're practicing the two. Every time you come in, you're at least improving 1% every time. And when you're looking at it like that mentally, that's like, to me, there's my purpose. Okay, so I didn't need any other purpose. I haven't fought or had any desire to fight. I mean, I fought two years ago in EFN. That was a fun thing. But in hardcore, high-level competition, I haven't fought since 2013 and have had no desire to do that. But I didn't quit boxing. Right. Because I'm still learning. I'm still implementing what it is that I'm doing as a job. And, like, things that... As a kid, things that I always found that I had a passion for that I turned into work, I ended up losing the passion for it. And mm-hmm. boxing, I've never lost the passion for it. I still love boxing. I still love listening to boxing, listening to other people coaching, listen, coming to classes, coaching myself. It is the two years that I was without boxing in my life those were the missing moments that really was like when I left legends for a little while and I came back and realized, Oh, okay, 
this is what that little niche in my life that's been missing is that interaction, the people. If, the, if you think about it, like the, the, and this is one of the things that took me, like I was a lazy, lazy kid growing up, not athletic, didn't play sports. I grew up playing music. And so like, that was my thing. And so I look back now and I've had this conversation with my kids, like you have to learn how to do tough things at a young age, mm -hmm. because if you don't like number one, it, it's hard to have any level of success if you don't have grit. Like, I don't care how talented you are in anything. You could be a great leader. You could be a great salesperson. You'd be a great engineer. But if you don't have grit, you're not going to transcend those skills into something that has longevity. You're right. You might have some short term success here and there, but it's not going to last. It never does, because the reality is that life gets hard. Work gets hard. Family gets hard. Everything gets hard. And if you don't have the mental toughness, which is grit to stay in it, right, to stay in the fight, like we always talk about with boxing, like that's going to have consequences. And I think people underestimate how much mental strength comes from, from sports. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, whatever your sport is for me, golf is not mentally challenging because I know I suck. So, so it's, <laughs> I just embrace it. But like, but boxing, you know, there, I mean, I can think of a lot of times when we were sparring where it's like, I hurt and it wasn't fun. Right. I knew I'm like, I'm not, you, you came to play that day. Like I could tell when you came to coach versus when you came to like push me. Right. And if you don't have that mental strength for it, you're not going to learn anything. But when you start to see like, okay, I can do this. Like what's interesting to me, I can look back at my own life and see how much my confidence in myself that transcended to my personal life, my relationships, my work, and everything else, how much of that started really kind of snowballing when I started to take my fitness more seriously, get in shape, feel good about yourself, but it's not just this physical thing. It's the mental side. Like it's mm -hmm. such a big part of, of, of all of it. And I don't think people would really understand, but you talk to any like pro level, you know, or high level performing athlete and they all talk about, yeah, it was mental strength. That's what got me there. Well, I think it's even further than just athletes. You talk to successful entrepreneurs and it comes from grit. It comes from seeing it through. It comes from knowing the right angle to take and the right approach to take. And that's all mental. Yeah. That's not physical. That's all mental. So I, I think that, you know, you're, you're hitting it right on the head for everybody who's listening or watching. You know, it, anything and everything that we do in life starts right here. Yeah. It's like my dad says all the time, PMA, guys, PMA, positive mental attitude. That's where it always starts from. So what's really funny about that, like I've talked about this. Um, I told you this story, but like the, that's, I think, one of the things that whether you realize it or not, as a coach, what makes you very unique. Because like you, you can look at, and I see this more now in my life because my little ones are playing sports mm. and I can see the good, like the, the good coach that, you know, one of my kids gets with a, whatever sport they're playing that season and the bad ones. And the difference of a good coach who helps their students have a positive mindset that it just, it pays dividends and the opposite you know, uh, my daughter who loves volleyball and is great at it. She takes after my wife, who's a killer athlete. But there was one um, one season where she played with a, a group, not going to say where, but the coach was not great. She was mean. She was aggressive. And so you took this sport that my daughter loved and you enter in a coach who doesn't help that person grow that love of the sport. And she came back after she's like, I don't think I want to play volleyball anymore. Hmm. It's like, are you serious? Like, you're so good. It's been your passion. And, and then the difference is going to a different group, getting a different coach who knows how to coach, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old girls. It's a whole different dynamic. And it's all she wants to do now. Right. So to, to, for you, I don't think and I've had this conversation with you before. 
but it's your, my opinion, for whatever it's worth, your dad's positive mental attitude went into you, which then you brought into how you coach and train at Legends, which is why I think when people come here, they, it's a different vibe than just like, you know, a combat sport gym or whatever it is, because it's not just about getting in shape and, you know, learning how to box, but there's a positive meant like that vibe is there. Right. And that comes from the coaches. No, you're absolutely right. And it's like, um, uh, like Eric Acosta, shout out to head coach at Orem. He's been a guest on the episode. And how he said it is, is that the second that you walk into legends, you are someone you're not, you know, like how Paul Mendoza, another guest we had, how he mentioned it is most boxing gyms, you walk in there and you're not somebody until you show the coaches you're right. worth something. And legends, you're immediately somebody the second that you walk in the door. And so it's already such a welcoming and positive environment in in a, a combat type environment. Yeah. So, yeah, it. it it's it's definitely a different feeling, and I'm glad that, that you brought that up. I'm glad people, that people need it because I think all of us in anything we're doing, no one wants to feel stupid, right? No one wants to like we know we suck at stuff, whatever it might be, and a lot of times that keeps you from really like pursuing it because you don't want to feel stupid, look stupid while you're learning to do it. And the difference is if you have someone who embraces that you look stupid and tells you it's normal, and then tells you that you look great, right, and that you're doing great and it's going great. That's that's those are the students that stay and not all gyms do that. I mean, that's what kept me out of the whole fighting world for a long time is every gym I went because the guy who I trained with closed his gym and I went and tried a couple other ones. It's like there's a lot of ego here and it takes away a lot of the fun of it. So hats off to you on that one. That's you can thank your dad for it. Thank you. And I do. I thank my dad every week when we go play golf. Yeah. So that's something I still still look forward to. And he still absolutely is my hero. Um, I look up to him and, and always will. So. Yeah, no, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's to many more years to come to our friendship. But, yeah, Legends, guys, it it, it helped us become friends. It, it, it helps in so many different ways. It's it's kind of like you like you said, it's a different different world. It's 100%. a different different place. 100%. So I appreciate you being here, man. Hey, Thank you so much. Me. Likewise, <laughs> I appreciate you having me.